Welcome to a football show Thursday edition. I hope everybody had a great 4th of July holiday. My name is Braden Gall. He is Zach Lyons. Zach, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Doing good, doing good. Feeling feeling good. Had a nice uh, couple of days of not having to do anything. And, you know, <laughs> it feels nice. It, it does. It does. Uh, although, I'm, I got to say, I, pr- this is a major complaint of mine. But not Sinkers or Kingston Group, by the way. No complaints there. Two wonderful and amazing local sponsors. Make sure you check out Sinkers, the in crowd in East Nashville. Nashville's number one liquor store in 2022. And doing some work. Putting the work in to be number one again. A two-time champ in 2023. Uh, you can get some early allocations, access to great tastings, special events coming up, uh, certainly some great giveaways here uh, on a football show. So we do appreciate your support. Go shop at Sinkers Uber Eats, by the way. You can search Sinkers on Uber Eats, and they will deliver the booze, which would have been helpful this past weekend, Zach, directly to your door. They drive so you could drink. That's right. Kingston Group, of course, buildkg.com. We'll tell you more about those guys uh, in a little bit as well. So, Every year around this time, we've done, I guess this is our second annual, second annual special teams report for the Tennessee Titans. And here's the thing. I'm going to set this up, and I don't want you to comment on it yet because I want to. I want you to be wound up when we get going on it. I no, think... I just expect an apology. That's all. Or, or a, you were right, Zach. That's all I expect. Okay, you're right. End of that discussion. Uh, number two, though, I am so much more bullish on the Tennessee Titans special teams this year than I ever imagined. And it has nothing to do with the coach. Hold it. Hold it. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. You have, we've we've got all kinds of new like media plans for you, the audience out there. This is kind of time when we, in the summertime where we want to set up things for the football season. And so we've got new apps launching across the internet and Zach's everywhere. You got, you got Substack, stackintheinbox.com. Of course, you got football and other F words. We're all over the YouTube page, so please rate, review, and subscribe there. We got the podcast um, and great F-Words pod, by the way, with you and Michelle last week, as well as Mike back in the saddle this week. So People, people are staying award-winning. Award, well, I don't think, be, I think it, it, I think it the was. Episode. It could be the, the episode oh. that gets us our second award. How does Mike feel about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, he seemed like he was very pro. I mean, he'll get it like technically as well. So it's like it's still his award as well, but it's going to be because of Michelle. So Mike Herndon riding Michelle Knezevich's coattails. 100%. Okay, that's fair. That sounds like Mike, actually. Um, So you you are on some new places. Uh, 440 is going to be on some new places. So we'll tell you about that as well. Uh, And some controversy about, again, there's a chicken. there, There is a chicken and egg conversation about sports fans and content that I just I don't know if there's an answer to it. Um, and I know you guys spent a little bit of time on F-Words pod, so it's in my wheelhouse. Uh, Lamestream Sports, of course, is a podcast about sports media and business, and it's in it's like I'm obsessed with this stuff, so we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Um, so, again, hope everybody had a great fourth. Sinkers Beverages, Kingston Group. But we got to start, of course, with another week of bad news, and this is a bad trend, so I'm expecting like a fully blown ACL for some important player next week. Knock on wood, of course. But, I, you know, Hassan Haskins... The news, and I know you guys covered it uh, on F-Words, but we've got to talk about it here. Again, uh, arrested and charged with aggravated assault by strangulation. Jesus. Uh, stemming, this is on a June 22nd incident with his girlfriend. He was booked into Davidson County uh, Jail and um, posted bond $10,000. Teron Davenport was all over this, by the way. Uh, the Titans put out their basic statement. You know, we are aware of the situation, blah, 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 gathering information. They haven't done anything yet today as of Thursday. Uh, there was like uh, a knife and some tire slashing threatening from her. She also, heaven forbid, liked an Instagram post. Uh, he was, of course, throwing her down on a dog cage and strangling her and then threatening her with a weapon. And there was multiple incidences. They've both kind of been charged in all of this. Uh, it's just like it's just a gross situation, an incident. And I hope I hope, you know, he gets some help here. But I, I guess I'm going to start, Zach, with this seems like a incredibly easy victory for the Tennessee Titans who have did who did nothing about Todd Downing in the moment because Rashad Weaver, in my opinion, is a far more valuable asset have done nothing with Rashad Weaver. I I just think. And it's, and his situation tends to seems to be a little more murky on the details. That's fair, but this is it's one of those still egregious. Let me say that it's right, still right. egregious, allegedly egregious his actions. But I I do think that there is it seems to be this seems to be a little bit more black and white in how it's laid out. 
that to me, this is a PR layup and not even just PR moral layup for the Tennessee Titans. What is exactly has, and I, I hate to, to do this, but it's how the, the process works because we are in a country in which your talent and your skills allow you to get away with things that other people don't get away with that do not have your talent and skills. That is the way this country works, whether you like it or not, not you, Zach, now preaching to the audience here, but like we live in a country of second chances. We live in a country that forgives all kinds of shit. If you are great at something, great singer, great, you know, actor, you know, whatever it is, athlete, we will, you can throw a girl down on a bed of assault rifles. If you can still sack the quarterback, we'll bring you, we'll bring you back. You know what I mean? Like that, that is where we live in this country. This is such an easy layup for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not suggesting that Hassan Haskins doesn't deserve a second chance in life and needs to go to prison for the rest of his life or doesn't deserve a chance to make it in the NFL or blah, 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 blah. But you're the Titans. He is a maybe at best third or fourth string player, maybe at best a decent special teams player, and maybe at best a sub in on like first and 10 handoffs for Derrick Henry at best case scenario this year. I know they're waiting for the whole thing to play out to get all the facts and have everything happen. I get why they're doing that. But once that happens, there's such an easy solution here to win morally from a PR standpoint and not really hurt your team. You cut the guy full stop end of discussion. That's, that's where me and um, that's where me and Michelle kind of landed. Like, you know, if you go watch the YouTube video, I, I, we start off this segment talking about Will Levis. I said, listen, I, I gave her my thoughts on Will Levis. And I said, I know you're a Kentucky fan. I know you're a big Will Levis guy. I'm going to give you as much time as you want. And for the first time in F words history, I, or football show history too, I'm not going to interrupt you <laughs> uninterrupted. I'm not going to laugh or anything, you know, at your takes. I'm not going to interrupt or nothing. And not like 30 seconds into it, you see my face read the Hassan Haskins news. And I'm about to say something. I was like, well, I can't because I told her I wasn't going to interrupt. But like we came to the same conclusion as you're reading more and more of this situation that I don't understand why he's still on this team. Like I understand, but I don't understand. Right. Like I understand that this team has traditionally slow played any easy thing <laughs> like it is so it was so easy I, I still think Todd Downing is an easier PR layup but when you have a female owner who promotes women and Titans and all this stuff and you have a guy that does this on your team yeah maybe it's too hasty I guess because a lot of this stuff is allegedly but this seems pretty clear when both to me, when both sides are in the wrong, it's less murky, right? Like when both people have collaborated or corroborated, easy for me to say, basically the same story. And you have witnesses at Bourbon Steak who saw this all play out, which, by the way, Bourbon Steak is the worst steakhouse in Nashville. Most it, overrated, at least. It, well, OK, OK. I, I got a question about that, because the best thing about that place is the free French fries and the scallops which is not good because neither of those two things are in the name. It's not bourbon yeah. fries. It's <laughs> right. not bourbon scallops. <laughs> and I don't mind that they have good scallops, but again, how much you could get good scallops almost anywhere. But you get five big old U11s for like 35 bucks and free fries. Oh, that, hey, listen, that may entice me to go to go back up there. The service was just really horrible, yeah. Yeah. and I don't like the setup. It's just too damn loud. I'm sorry. If I'm going to go to a nice steakhouse restaurant, it's just too damn loud. We're, I, think it's, I think it's also an indictment of our age where, yeah. like, a rooftop bar is just to a rooftop or even close to the rooftop. I'm the okay higher... with L.A. Jackson's, right? Like, L.A. Oh, Jackson's is one. good. I can do L.A. Jackson's because it's open the, the higher the higher you get a restaurant off the ground the more uncomfortable i am not by because of the height but because yeah. of the clientele and the vibes like i like the i like first floor second floor vibes you know what i mean but you can also save money by cutting them right like it's 870k yeah, you know i know that's not a lot but hey that's 870k that maybe helps you finally sign will levis which is eerily weirdly still out there for whatever reason yeah no one's talking but, about that yeah uh to me, it's just, it's a lot like the Todd Downey situation. And to me, it's a more egregious situation than the Isaiah Wilson situation. 
more egregious? I think it's more egregious because to me, and I explained this on the show, and I don't know if it really comes across as what I'm trying to get out there. But at the end of the day, all the actions that all the results of the actions that Isaiah Wilson took only hurt Isaiah Wilson. The actions that he has taken has hurt another person. I now I think we were I think we were very by, lucky. I, I was about to say we're very lucky. Yeah, in that no one was driving at 4 a.m. in the morning around uh, Isaiah Wilson when he's doing donuts down Charlotte. And I said over that by my I, wife's office, actually. Yeah. So, so we are very but, lucky in that situation. But at the end of the day, he after that incident, everything that he did was only hurting himself. Lean drugs, rapping, partying, <laughs> not being in shape was all him rapping. Yeah, I mean, like, rapping is a crime. I mean, technically, well, no, technically, rapping hurt us because it was terrible. That's true. That's true. See, there were victims. Yeah, there, there were, were there were terrible victims. rap. But it was not focusing on football was his utter downfall. Hassan Haskins, who has been a a great special teams player for the Tennessee Titans, who is liked by the coaching staff and the coaching staff raves about, has no football issue. But he obviously does have an anger and jealousy yep. issue, yep. and he does not know how to control it. And to me, this is a situation that's just so easy. He is a fourth-round pick. The only value he has for your team is on special teams. He was the highest-graded player with over 200 special team snaps for the Tennessee Titans on PFF. Um he played 233, if I recall correctly. I mean, he he was there. He made nine tackles. Yeah. He only missed on two. He's there at every practice. He works he's, hard, he's does, does his job, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he did some return work for them as well. Yeah. But a lot of that stuff could be done by another linebacker uh, as far as coverage goes. As far as returns go, you could put Julius Chets, Chestnut, Ty J Spears. You could put Kyle Phillips back there if you want to. There are other people that could take his role. And I just don't understand why he's still on this team other than the fact they're just waiting and for the end result of the investigation. Yeah. But then yeah. we know how these investigations play out, right? They take forever. And Mike Vrabel's going to get pissy because he's going to get asked these questions, which are rightfully should be asked to him. He should be taken and held accountable for what his players do and how he – how he deems to punish his players. Okay, let me ask you about let me ask you about okay. that. So I, I think you're right on the last point, which is that he is absolutely responsible for how you respond. And that's what I mean. He's uh, by I mean by accountability. He okay. needs to hold. He's accountable to hold them accountable. Because I think I think as a college, and this is what Georgia is dealing with right now. Georgia is dealing with this as a two time defending champion. College coaches are responsible for behavioral patterns because they are in charge of like the buildup to the behavior as it, as it continues to change and grow and get worse, coaches can either nip it in the bud and stop the behavior with punishment that sets a tone for the rest of the organization, which is a bunch of children, 18 to 20, 21 year olds. Yes. I know they can go to war. And so I get that that's maybe not the right word, children or kids, but I'm 40. They're kids. 18 year olds are kids to me. So I, I, I now know more things at 40 than you do at 18. So I think you have to learn, but that's the coach's job, unfortunately, as well as the staff in college to do that. I know we're asking a lot of second, third, fourth year players who are 24, 25, 26 with millions of dollars to to be completely responsible for their behavior. But that's the way the freaking world works. So I don't think it's Vrabel's job to No, it's not Vrabel's job. What I mean by accountability, he needs to be held accountable for how he handles Hassan Haskins. Like yes. when you ask yeah. a question, like he can't he shouldn't he will. But he shouldn't be pissy when he's asked these questions about why is Hassan Haskins on this team? Because ultimately, as we've seen, even though it's technically Rand Carthon's uh, position, Mike Vrabel controls the roster at this point. So there is no reason that he needs to not get pissy when asked questions about why Hassan Haskins is on this team. What do you plan to do? What's the process? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So July 10th, he's going to be doing court, which is Monday, and and. Uh, let's say it's pretty it's pretty quick legally. Let's say legally it's quick. Sometimes the NFL has its own investigation or the Titans have their own investigation or whatever. But let's say legally th there's like a 
fairly swift. I plead guilty. She pleads guilty. They they both pay a fine and they either have to seek counseling or there's a restraining order or whatever the hell it is. Like, you know, pick it off a the result. team. If he's guilty off the pick team. Pick a result. Pick a result. Yeah. And I and they cut him. I, I don't think that's I, I think Vrabel would be very clear about that. He may not elaborate, but I think he'll say yes. That's well, yeah. Not a, I mean, you know, obviously, if they cut him after he's found guilty, that's different. If he is still on the team, like that is what I am saying. I've I've said that like three times. But he can't comment. He's not going to comment on. Well, yeah, but he shouldn't be. What I am saying, he can't get pissy. Like he can't. Yeah. He yeah. has to be accountable and say. Listen, we do not condone violence of any kind. We are letting the system play it out. But he can't be like, I've already answered all. We're, we're only talking De- about the players defense. that are here. We're only talking about the good players. Yeah, or we're only doing no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think that's, I think, I think you're right about that. The Weaver yeah. thing is so weird, though, because it's like still, it's such a long form play out in like the right. legal system that I understand why he's like, guys, I've told you I can't talk about that. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I understand situation. getting pissy, you know, uh, in the middle of the season of 2021, it was that's when he was drafted, right? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the season, when Rashad Weaver's like injured and he wasn't even playing, still asking questions about Rashad Weaver, like that's different. But if Haskins is playing, and there is, to me, if there's a if he is found yeah. guilty, yeah, is a right. totally different situation than if this keeps on playing. Because in my mind, he needs to be cut before training camp. There is no reason. It does nobody any good for him to be here. It doesn't do him any good because, you know, everybody's going to be asking questions constantly. It doesn't do the team any good because that's what everybody's going to be talking about. It doesn't do Amy any good. It doesn't do anybody any good for him to be here at this point because it's so cut. And, it feels to me I agree. it's I very agree. black and white. And the I know cult- that I know it's innocent pro- until proven guilty and all that kind of stuff, but it's like some stuff is just, pretty black and white that you can kind of go ahead and be 90% all in one way. And and you can even use the right language. You can say, if there's even a chance yeah. that this took place, we don't want to be associated with this. We wish him the best of luck, but we're not going to be associated with it. And I, I do agree that there's a chance yeah. to take it, it's to me. It is a very weak stand because, because the issue is so clear to me, but it is an opportunity to quote unquote take the stand and be like, no, we'd believe in X, Y, and Z and violence towards women. We do not condone Bob. Like it's such an easy press release to write and to speak. Just out like loud. the Todd Downing DUI thing. I mean, that's it's, such an easy thing. I, I, the difference there being, he's like your number two or three most important coach. So that's why they didn't want to do it. Of course, even if he was terrible, yeah. like that's, that's why they I don't mean, do it. Like, I mean, I've reading Warren Sharp's book. It, it's even worse than what we all thought like <laughs> it's just really bad you're talking about the offensive scheme yeah the offensive yeah, scheme, yeah, 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 play yeah. calling i mean it's just so, it's a lot worse than what we thought so and we'll get into this but asan you know we're going to talk special teams today because we did this last year where we had an entire special teams episode and we're going to do that today and i actually think there's reasons for optimism that have nothing to do with craig ackerman okay, just real um, quick just real quick yep. there when NPF's suspension came down a, a good segment of the population and everything came to the side of the, the Titans fans population came to the side of the player. They came to rally behind the player. They ra- railed against the NFL. I haven't seen one person come to the side yeah. of Hassan yeah. Haskins. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. And, and again, I think this is, this is not necessarily like this issue is very clear. And I agree with that. I agree with both of those stances. Cut Hassan Haskins. The rule is dumb for MPF. Like I, I actually agree with both of those things. So it's not necessarily I want to say that first before I say it is still all merit based decision making. Mm. We are we are a merit based society. This is a merit based sport. Tyreek Hill is playing in the NFL, making millions of dollars after abusing his son and punching his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. It like you will get away with more the more talented you are. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here with MPF because he, he did something that is so trivial and ridiculous that if he had just like gone across the street it would have been fine you know what i mean like i'm not saying that's what this is but but mpf is your starting right tackle richard weaver is a a a rotate a very important rotational pass rush piece and asan haskins is largely meaningless so it's just like unfortunately that is the world we live in whether we like it or not whether the fans like it or not deshaun watson is starting in the nfl this year okay like that whether we like it or not this is the world he you know why because he's really good at playing quarterback. That's it. 
That's it. It has nothing to do with anything else. And unfortunately, that's the world we live in. And it is why it is an easy win for the Titans to just move on from Haskins. And it's, quote unquote, doing the right thing. And it's really only doing the right thing. It's the same reason the Colts cut a guy for gambling 25 bucks on a game. Because mm-hmm. the guy was a practice squad player. Like Now, I'll give him credit. They also, they also went crazy and cut the guy who starts for them. For even though he would have been suspended for the year, so that was maybe I'm maybe the Colts proved my point wrong, but um, man, just that, that just here's what we need next week for the Titans: a, a week with no news. What would technically be this week, right? Like the supposed week that we're currently in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's a vacation week, and there's there's no news anyway. <laughs> so so um, okay. So before we get into um, special teams analysis of this Titans team, I've, I've seen them ranked by the way as low as as a unit as low as like 31st in the NFL. I've seen them ranked as high as like 14th in the NFL, but Oh my God, I can't believe someone ranked them as high as 14th. 14th is the highest I could find. I couldn't, I I scoured everywhere and I, most everybody was between 20 and 28 ish, right. In in special teams. Um, So we'll get into that, but I know you, you, uh, you like 10 million other people on, on uh, Wednesday, the fifth join threads. And I, my first question here before we get into sort of like I've got a media question that you and Mike talked about that I'm fascinated by content style. I do want to know, like, I want actual response. And to in the interest of, of full disclosure, we are recording this earlier on Thursday. So for those of you commenting, we love you very much, but we can't see him right now because we're recording this. Um, big, big time Braden over on the Fine Bomb show. It, well, hey, you know, got got to pay the bills, man. Um, and. What I want to know from you, the audience, because what we really want, and I think, Zach, you agree with this, we want to be able to interact with you. And and in part of the reason I love doing this show is that normally is when we actually have real-time interaction with our audience during content, which I think is what live radio used to be for me. It's <laughs> fucking fine bomb is too much of that, <laughs> frankly. Um, but it's like smart people who care about the same things in our comments, asking smart questions that create smart conversations. That is what I love about a live stream show that, that you have brought to this network, Zach. And I think it's great. I love it, but I still think people want more. I want to interact more with the audience. And so I want to know, like Twitter is clearly devolving every day. I'm still on it. I'm still there. It's where I've built an audience, but there are so many other people trying now. Threads is is launched, which is an Instagram app that you're on. Uh, Stunt is supposed to be an only sports thing. Discord is a really great place that that I'm that we're playing around with. Maybe launching something for our audience to get get into a chat room together and actually be able to communicate. So my question is, you the audience, what do you guys want? How 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 is it that we can better interact with you guys and engage with you guys? And I realize I'm asking this on a recording. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're really going with this. I guess you're no, just going to have to go back and watch the show and look at the chat and all that. I, which I'm happy to do. Also, you can operate and go on Twitter, which I know, again, is dying. But like I want to that's where I can currently have the most conversation. So I do want to know from our audience, like, where is it that we can meet all in the middle somewhere and, and actually find a good place to eliminate the garbage? But. We can disagree. I'm not saying we have to agree on stuff. Like, that's not the point. We can argue about all kinds of crazy shit. It's fun. But, like, do it because we're all in the group together, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's what I want. And it sounds like you're, you're, you're in on threads, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it later. Uh, and when we talk about the media and where I think it's all going as far as Twitter versus threads and what I plan to do. But I'm, I have been a big, obviously... I have ignored Facebook and Instagram for football and other efforts and solely focused on Twitter because I thought it was the best place to get the information out that I want to get out. Um, But I do not like, I haven't really liked Twitter even before Elon took over. It's been a while since I've really liked Twitter and it's gotten worse and worse and worse from a got bots in your DMs. You got bots in your replies. You got bots on the, the timeline you have, People that I've seen some of the most egregious tweets from people I do not follow pop up on my timeline over there. You know, so to me, I've been out and looking for a better alternative and I've always enjoyed Instagram. So threads will be a part of what 
is going on later, but we'll get to that later. Because well, I, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to get to it now, my man. What you want to you want to get to it I now? Wanted, this, this, it now. Doesn't, this doesn't flow though. This drives me nuts because <laughs> the uh, Hassan Haskins special teams. All right, all right, okay. Teams, and then we talk about the other. All right, so, so what you want to do? Let's do it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I I I, I can't believe I, I have to get the professional to talk about flow the flow of the show. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. I guess then we'll save that conversation because I have some very strong thoughts about why Twitter is still valuable. Um, and I and I am curious if anybody can replicate what that value is for me in sports. It is about fans and and all of us watching sports at, at, at the same time for me. But we'll get to that. Uh, okay. So then special teams quickly here. Um, so. The place kicking thing will be an issue. We'll kind of go section by section here. But I want to say in general, I think there's a chance that this, as a whole, team is better on special teams in 2023 than it's been in multiple seasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's really hard to argue that it's it's worse. I mean... One on why? Yeah, I mean, I guess what is what is your reasoning behind this? Because I mean, if they NFL lose Hassan Haskins, they lose one of their best players. NFL rules. Yeah, I mean, NFL that's going to benefit everybody, though, right? No, but it, but it, it it does. But it benefits a team that is shitty at those things better than everybody else. Yeah, uh, so I mean, Randy Bullock was the thirty third ranked kicker in touchback <laughs> percentage. If you 33rd are third when there's only 32 teams, by the way. <laughs> so let's again, the new rule is the, the, the fair catch on, on kickoffs, which then puts the ball on the 25 yard line and you start the drive and nothing happens, which is the college rule. It's been that way for a while. So what's in to me, the team that that hurts the most is a team that is great on kickoff coverage, great at pinning the team deep inside the 10 or 15 yard line, great at touchbacks, great. Like, like those the teams that are really good at returning kicks, right? Like the teams that do all that stuff really well are the teams that get hurt by this rule the most. The teams that can't do any of that shit, i.e. the Tennessee Titans, are actually going to benefit from the rule change more than anyone else. So, so essentially, if, it's not because they're talented or the coach. It's just nope. because the NFL rule. I like and it. Because, I like that because, you gave no credit to people who actually <laughs> do the job every Sunday and throughout the week of prepare. It's strictly because the I bet Mike Vrabel voted for it. You know he probably did. Oh hell yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did. I so but again, they also have the best rookie punter in the history of the of, of the league. So you got that. You got that. As long as he can maintain or sustain, maybe there's a slight regression, but even a slight regression still means one of the best punters in the league. I have he's no got his accuracy and hang time improved. Uh, apparently. I have no clue. Uh, about what the place kicker is going to be able to do, whether whether it's Caleb Shudak or you know this kid from Texas Tech, like I have no clue what the, the I don't understand their strategy. But I've been down that road so many times I can't explain why why you don't just draft a kicker in the sixth round instead of Brady Breeze, Cole McDonald, Luke Falk, and Huxley agrees with me. Um, oh, that's Havana. I, Havana, sorry Havana, my bad. I, I can't tell the difference in the voices yet. Yeah, Havana is uh, a lot deeper voice. Uh, okay. Huxley, we he had to get his balls removed because they were too oh. big to descend. God, that's so like he like got that. his balls removed from um, in two months or three months, like way before you're actually supposed to do it. But they wouldn't descend out of his body because his balls were too big. So he's he's a little less. Uh, uh, manly in his barks, and Havana apparently has like the deepest bark ever for a woman. So castration or early castration. Uh, uh, that's a that poor guy. Balls too um, big. I don't know what to make. Like I, so it's like I know you're not going to allow me to give credit to Craig Ackerman for anything because I know we have major questions about why he's still employed. But uh, yeah, I, I do think they are they're they're going to be as good on punt team. I think they're going to be better in the kickoff return and kickoff game because of the rules, which basically leads us to how good is the field goal kicker? And if that field goal kicker is better, then I think their special teams is clearly improved. If the field goal kicker is worse, they could lose three more games, <laughs> which is a lot large risk in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, the Tennessee Titans are going in a year six with Craig Ackerman. I am floored by, by this i just don't understand it 
There's been nothing that he has done coach-wise. Like, it feels like, yes, there have been some questionable personnel issues that he's been given, but it feels like he can't overcome any of it. It feels very much, on a lesser degree, very Todd Downing-ish, where he can't overcome or scheme or coach or do anything that teaches people not to fumble the, the kickoff, like, or how to catch it and when to take it out. I mean... Yes, that ultimately they, that is the player's decision at the time of the moment or the, the player has to execute. But at some point, when you have multiple players, different players having the same error, that is a teaching coaching problem. That is not a it's like if a bunch of Titans players got busted for gambling outside of just one person and an NPF, if there were about 13 players just from the Tennessee Titans, kind of like what happened with the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions obviously did not coach up or teach their rules very well in-house when given the opportunity, right? The Tennessee Titans would be in the same boat if that, that happened to them. But it's just one player. This is multiple players over a span of five seasons that have failed to do their job appropriately in the return game, in the um, blocking game, et cetera, et cetera. That where really the only solid player that has been on this team is the long snapper and the punter for the through these five years. Yeah. So for me, this is strictly an Ackerman issue. And I cannot believe that we're still here at year six when you're talking about the best special teams he's had, according to weighted DVOA, which means it takes into account how your season progresses. And so it's done in real time. The 21st best special teams, and that was back in his first year. Is 21st, 27th, 25th, 23rd, 27th in special teams weighted DVOA. It's just not good. And it's never been good. And to me, the, I guess maybe this may get them to like 17th. But at the same time, you're right. Because this all really hinges on your kicker making crucial kicks in the moment. And none of these rules really help that, right? Like, that is the one thing really, truly unfazed by this is if it's 48 yards out, is your kicker going to make the field goal? And this yeah. team has proven on multiple occasions that it leans on its special teams way too much to win a game. And uh, they are found lacking in certain situations under Craig Ackerman. So I'm very skeptical that Craig Ackerman with two undrafted free agents as their kickers. Yeah. It, that's going to change. So a couple, couple quick observations. One, I think those are all the exact words you used on last year's Pretty episode. Much. When we <laughs> did this. I, I think I, I'm not, and that's not a knock on you. It's yeah. a knock on the Titans. Um, right. I think the, the other thing is, is I'm curious and we can kind of, I, I don't like the idea that we all, we call it the three phases. Like I know that they are the three phases of the game. But it's not a third, a third, a third. That, that's not that's not the way football works. It's like 45%, 45%, 10%. And I don't think special teams can truly win you most football games. Like the way the Titans play, maybe it could because field position is a little bit more important when you're going to play a style of football the way the Titans play. So maybe it's more like, like for 15. the Chiefs, it's not that important. Right. But for maybe, a, a team like the Titans, it is. Right. And if you're going to play a bunch of that. If you're going to play a bunch of low-scoring, close games where field position is a far bigger factor and points are at a premium, then your punter and your kicker and your coverage teams are far more important. But I still don't think it's more than like 15 or 20% of the game. I still think you win the game on offense or defense. So I don't like that we sort of say it's a third, third, third. Like It's not like that. But what it So I don't think it wins a lot of games for people. But I do think it can lose you games. Mm -hmm. I, I like I Now, how many... You know, I think that's it's probably on the margins, right? Like I would say, if, I, if the Titans are at, if the Titans are a 500 football team, terrible special teams could make them seven and ten or eight and nine. If they're if they're an eight and eight football team, good special teams could make them nine or eight. Or like, how many games could great special teams truly be worth in a 17 game season? Is it two? Is it three? Is it one? What's your guess on like? What's your guess on? That? Well, I don't know when this video was made unfortunately but i can i could do this i know that justin tucker at least from 2012 to whenever this video was released uh has won the 10 won the baltimore ravens 18 games he's had 18 game winning kicks. 
So if he misses those, I mean, obviously it's kind of like, you know, what you're talking about is like, well, they can lose you, but technically that's also winning you the game, right? Yeah. You, some of these are 60 yards out, right? Like your offense is, you know, your offense is really putting the, a lot on the kicker because they know the kicker can make the kick and win the game. So the offense is like, well, we kind of stalled out at, you know, the 40 yard line. 40-yard line, or really for him, it's like the 50-yard line because he's had the most 50-plus yard field goals. He's got the third most as of 2022 with 52. I, Matt Crater so, with 66 and Janikowski with uh, 58. So I'm a big believer that you cannot blame. Like when the Titans, when, when Randy Bullock misses a field goal at the end of the game to lose the game, and we lose, and the Titans lose the game, I don't blame the kicker. Like it, to me, a football game is four quarters, 60 minutes, hundreds of plays. I think it depends on the situation, right? Like, okay, so the Giants situation in week one, I squarely put the blame on Mike Vrabel and how they handled the play calling and to get them to that situation. Right, right. But if you're like 30 something yards out and it's you got, you know, a minute left and all this stuff and you still don't make it, that's kind of on. I, I think if you go one of four as a field goal kicker in a game, you were one of the worst players on the team that day, and it's your fault you lost. Yeah, I think if you had one kick and you missed a forty-two yarder, I you know which again is a very makeable, you know probably seventy percent ish type of kick, but it happens. You miss it, it happens. I I think the whole team. I I guess my issue is I don't like fans blaming kickers for losses or giving them credit for wins. Like I think you like even even in the Justin Tucker example, what if it what if the offense gets the ball with 12 seconds and they complete one unbelievable play to get to the 42 yard line to give the crazy kicker an opportunity to make a 60 yarder and he does it. Well, then the offense deserves just as much credit for making that play to get them into that situation as the kicker does for making the kick. So even within that situation, there's context. So I don't I, I just think that we're talking about to me, it's like two games. Elite special teams could get take the Titans from an eight-win team to a 10-win team. Absolutely putrid special teams could take them from an eight-win team to a seven-win team or a six-win team. Like I, I think we're talking about maybe a two or three-game swing at most. Like at like if Ryan Tannehill's only worth two games to this team, then I don't think special teams can be worth more than two games. Is that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I just you know. I think I think there's a lot to be said for having bad special teams, and we have seen it in tw from 2018 to 2022. I mean, we have seen this team lose at least one or two games because of bad special teams. Now, that also means there were bad decisions leading up to that, and the offense didn't capitalize. But sometimes that's how the, end, the game works, right? Like, the offense could play great, and then the defense falls short, but if you somehow are still within two points and your guy misses the field goal kick, that's kind of on him. It depends on how far out it is. Like, right, right, right. right. And, but it's on also, it's not really on, it's on him, but it's also blame goes to, you know, choosing Cairo Santos over, you know, right, another right. kicker that's out there. I mean, Robbie Gold is still out there. Mason Crosby is still out there and they're rolling with two UDFAs. Will, could it work? Maybe. But is is Ackerman the guy to roll to have at the helm of your ship through heading into year six with two UDFA kickers? Is that the guy that you want teaching technique? Is that the guy you want, you know, preparing them for in-game situations? Like, yeah. is that the guy you want? I, I that's my question all the time with their late sixth and seventh round picks. Yeah, which is you have taken a bunch of worthless nobodies. It, with their sixth and seventh round picks over and over and over and over and over again. And a lot of times you can draft Evan McPherson in the sixth round. You, a lot of times you can draft one of the best kickers in the draft in the fifth, sixth or seventh round. And so you could address it if you want to, they, they clearly have a puncher kicker. We're going to find you elsewhere strategy. And it's worked with Ryan Stonehouse. Fine. Now let me, let me give you a clear example. This one's, this one hits me because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Packers guy, but do you remember? So Titans were the one seed Packers were the one seed. They both lose in the division round in the first in the first game at home. Titans with the three interceptions and the nine sacks against the Bengals. The, if you remember the Packers game that year, I don't know if you do. It was against the Niners. It was in the snow. It was like 10 to three, right? Like really low scoring game. And the Packers special teams that year were atrocious. Didn't affect them in the regular season. 
They they were the one seed. They got to the playoffs as the one seed in the NFC. But in that game, because the snow was bad and the 49ers defense was was elite and the, the game came to a screeching halt, they got a punt blocked, they missed a field goal, and they made huge special teams mistakes in that game. And they lost because of their special teams. So even though it didn't affect them the entire year, the fact that they were atrocious on special teams, it can still come back and get you at the worst possible moment, especially when games get tougher in the playoffs and the the margins for error are smaller and the mistakes get magnified. So to me, that's like if the Titans are in the final, let's say they're probably playing Jacksonville for a playoff spot again. Sorry to do this to you, but let's say they're let's say they're in the final week 17 and they've had below average special teams the whole season, but it hasn't really hurt them yet. That's the moment where it could hurt you the most is the one game you need it the most. The game gets super tight. You're playing a nip and tuck game. It's back and forth. It's low scoring and you miss three field goals and that's it. And, and like it didn't hurt you the entire season, but it killed you in the moment that you needed it the most. And I think yeah. that's, that to me is a bit like that to me is why I don't understand that they still have the staff that they have in place is that there hasn't really been any progress. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I just, to me, it's just a, just a weird situation. I I've been totally yeah. against Craig Ackerman for a while. Um, I, I mean, touchback percentage has been bad. The net punt yards, when you talk about what's uh, punt coverage versus what you kicked and what they returned, same thing with kickoff, you know, missed tackles. It's it's just been all over the map, and we haven't been able to find a solution in five years, and we're heading into year six, and I do not – I guess the I guess the rule does make me feel a little bit better about field positioning, but it doesn't make me feel good about when this team does what it does because it's done what it's done for the last six years, you know, five years is going to rely on these UDFA kickers that one of them is going to make the kick that you need to win a game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it says all you kind of need to know is that they are among the worst, whatever the ranking is, doesn't matter. They are among the worst special teams in the NFL with the greatest rookie kicker of all punter of all time. Yeah, that, that's like you have a, the greatest rookie punter of all time who set the single season punting record, not just for rookies, but for everyone of all time, a 70 year record in the NFL. And you still have some of the worst special teams. Uh, like Kyle Phillips is a great hands catcher. He is a great receiver. He can catch footballs very well. Not punts. I don't like, I don't know. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So I I have a feeling uh, that we could be here in June or July next year. And if Craig Ackerman is still in charge, it's going to be, you're gonna have the exact same sentences on that show as well. So we'll see. I I, I don't know. Do you like shoe deck or do you like uh, wolf? Who do you like to be the kicker? Yeah. I think shoe deck is too small. He's he's, Oh, he's the short. I thought wolf's the tall guy. Yeah. I think wolf's tall. Okay. All right. They're, They're very, they're very different. They're very different body sizes. I will say, uh, Shudek, the this leg gets to the ball quicker. So it's like a, re- you know, like a quarterback's release, you know? Yeah. Like he, he gets to the ball quicker, which is less time to block, I guess, by like half a second, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, let's wrap up with some content here. Go to Sinkers, by the way, please. Kingston Group, Build KG as well. BuildKG.com is the website. Um, if you have any major decisions coming about your house, uh, if you're going to do a renovation, if you're going to add, you know, a new master, if you're going to add a new floor, if you're going to add a garage in your backyard, if you're going to do something big to your house, you're buying your house, you're looking to buy a house, you're looking to sell your house, and you want to do some work on it before that to maximize your value, make sure you talk to Kingston Group, the Kingston Group, buildkg.com. They will absolutely set you up for success, helping you make major, major, major financial decisions. So just talk to them. They're award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm and then sinkers beverages of course along with bluegrass up in uh, hendersonville but sinkers beverages in crowd they get they got cool stuff for you i don't know what else i need to tell you they got really cool stuff for you uh you got allocations you got tastings you got events you got you know all kinds of stuff they email you personally and say look i think you would love this we'll, we'll save it for you why don't you come get it um what other liquor store does that for you it's great bluegrass probably yeah but sinkers and bluegrass and you can uber eats they'll, they'll deliver the booze right to your house of course search sinkers right there on uber eats okay it drives so you can drink so um i, I do want to know and we gave you guys we just said this but I, I want i want you guys to to sort of let us know um what how can we build this community for you guys honestly i know this is 
it's just a, a, a an ask of all of you that listen, whether you listen on the podcast, whether you listen on YouTube. Uh, we want to continue to build this and grow it and make it more communal. And if threads, by, for example, is, is something Zach's going to try and do and, and go for it, I, we're working on launching a Discord channel for all of us to have access to each other, to be able to be in communication with each other. We want you to help drive the conversation, ask questions, make sure we're covering the topics you want to cover. Uh, honestly, Zach, there's no point in me doing this um, if like our audience can't be a part of it and we can't interact and 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 build that community. So um, I, I, we're not a hot take show. Like this is not going to be a show where we scream about the thing that gets clicks on, you know, Insta, Insta face or whatever. Like it's not, it's not what we're going to do. Um, but if we're not covering something, I want you guys to be able to talk about it or ask questions or be a part of the conversation, you know? Yeah. I mean, here, here's where I stand on this Twitter threads kind of deal is that, you know, for the longest time, Facebook was king. And then Facebook got so unbearable, I quit, deleted it, and that was probably getting close to eight years ago. Now, I do have it. I had to go back and re-get it, start up a new account, because I like totally deleted the account, like downloaded all my photos and just totally deleted it. Um, and so, because, you know, like, stuff for real estate, stuff for this and Broadway sports and football and other F-words kind of needs a Facebook presence, needs a Facebook account to get access to the pages, to do all the, the streaming and all that kind of stuff. But I have like, I think 20 friends on Facebook right now. I don't use it. I don't friend people. I do use it, I guess, to uh, for our neighborhood community page or whatever, because they don't use the neighbors app or neighborhood app or whatever it is. Other than that, I don't, I don't use it. Ag agree. So, but that was because it got so unbearable. The, the the stuff you would see on your feed, the stuff you would see from replies just got really nasty and toxic. And I just don't like it. I don't like Facebook. And so when we did the football and other F words Twitter account and I took over, I wasn't really I had a Twitter account. I wasn't really bigger than I would go to like the B dubs in Spring Hill when I lived in Columbia and like tweet about the Titans game or football games I was watching. And then we did the podcast when I moved up to Nashville. And that's when we got this account. And, you know, I worked from the ground up. I took it over and worked from the ground up, putting it all together and, you know, doing threads and all that kind of stuff, you know, that brought, there's a lot of stuff that that's just me talking into the void, but there's a lot of stuff that does bring value to Titans fans. And I think that's why it's worked. But it's agree. gone in over these last three or four years, and this is not because of Elon, even though Elon has not helped it. He's accelerated. It. He's, He's accelerated. accelerated the process. Yeah. Is that it's become toxic. It's become unbearable, misogynistic, racist, you know, elitist. Like, you throw out an ist out there, this is probably on Twitter. And But I've got such a big following. We've we Because we've talked about this. We wish there was another platform that could do what Twitter does without the Twitter toxicity. Now, let me be very clear. Eventually, the toxicity will probably exist at, on threads. Everywhere, yeah. It's just going to happen. But I would be a total hypocrite myself because I got, I've, I, I've put up two tweets already today, Braden. And I put up a, some fun facts on one, and I put up um, 14 reasons. Are they threads another. or are they tweet? What do they call them? On threads. They're, they're threads. Now, okay. but I'm talking about I put up two tweets today. And then I did, I left off one. I put, if you want to know, have another fun fact, you have to follow me on threads. And on the other, if you want to know the nine other reasons to have a positive outlook about the 2023 Titans, you have to go to threads. That's and I've already got people like, LOL, nope. Okay. Don't come. Like, this is what's, <laughs> this is how this Twitter account is going to be ran from here on in. Because I'd be a total hypocrite to not try and take full advantage and build up a following on threads everywhere where I where I feel that there is going to be a lot of growth in because you've talked about all these other ones. Like I've never even heard of stunt. Someone in another chat talked about spoutable. Never yeah. heard of spoutable. There's Ma blue sky. Mastodon, true Mastodon, social, obviously. Mastodon is really weird. I, I thought I was going to get in on Mastodon. No, it's weird. It it's weird. Getting really weird. P Post is another one. Like, they're yeah. all trying to... to so here, like, the, the number one thing one, that I, 
but but this one's tied to Instagram, which I to me, Instagram is the best social app. It's the app with the least toxicity. It picks up on your algorithms and your wants and likes very well. I mean, like I got podcast clips. I got funny show outtakes or funny show clips. And I have cooking recipes like all on my Instagram <laughs> feed. And I love it. And it, because right. there's no toxicity there. Well, so again, but that is complete. It's almost exclusively intake. Right. And part right. of the reason that Twitter has always been my drug of choice is that I want to be in an actual conversation with other people in real time. So like it doesn't have to be a sporting event. Like, I, you know, when there's a major event happening in our city or our country, like we've had too many of lately where like we're all in a conversation about something. I, mostly it's about sports and mostly it's like, all right, the national championship games happening or the SEC title games happening or, you know, a Titans game happening. I don't need Twitter for. Uh, Hassan Haskins carried for three yards on first and 10. Like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't care about the person live tweeting the box score. I don't care about that. But what I do find interesting is what Twitter does better than way better than Instagram. It is the real time communal experience that we can all have, no matter where we are in America reacting to, in this case, let's call it a Titans game. And that's what you can do in threads now. Like and if the, and the if threads, threads is the same way, it, it's, it's literally got the, yeah. The, the the speech bubble, the repost yeah. <laughs> you know, thing, and the heart. It's got it all. And if it works, I'm there, dude. I'll be there. I love it. I, but I'm, you got to be there now. See, that's the issue that I have with people say, well, I'm going to wait for it to work out and work all the kinks before I jo join. No, go ahead and join, be in on the ground floor, and get this thing promoted, get used to it, and start using it more so more people come. Like To me, that's the thing is like, Go, I'm joining now and putting some exclusive content out to threads because I eventually don't want to have to rely on Twitter like I don't have to rely on Facebook. I'll just go ahead and say, will this gambit work? I have no clue. But this feels eerily similar to Twitter's boom and growth and Facebook's technically everybody, your grandparents are now all on it. So they're, they got really high users. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, that it feels very eerily similar that it's because stuff like this is cyclical. So it's like the USFL and XFL and stuff like that. And, you know, it took it. None of them are really taking off, but because people are like, eh, I'm just not going to use, I'm going to wait till it's good. Well, it can't get good if you're not feeding into. So, it. so I, I agree with that in, in general. Um, that being said, there are extra concerns about privacy not that we we have privacy we gave up on our privacy a long time ago when 2004 wanted, i think is when facebook first launched <laughs> when we when we wanted free stuff we gave up on privacy and what's going to happen and this is why i think personally this is why i am interested in what our audience would do with a not not necessarily like an expensive room i'm talking like four or five bucks a month but a place where we have complete data security and privacy because you are willing, like we're all going to, here's, here's an example, not to get into the media tech world on this, but apparently threads like thread was their privacy policy was deemed unlawful by the European union. They're not even allowing it to launch in Europe because it's unlawful. It's that much worse than the ones we already have, which to your point, Zach are bad. Uh, we gave up on privacy a long time ago, but apparently this is even worse. So that's why I'm a little hesitant, but that's, that's okay for me to be a little hesitant, but what, what here's an AI example of what's coming. We're all going to have AI. It's going to be an AI assistant that's going to act on your behalf, not to like drive your car like people think Tesla's going to do. It's not going to do any of that stuff. It's going to be like, oh, you're out of milk. I'm going to make sure milk's on your shopping list and then make sure it's on your, your app so that if you're ordering online all the time, it knows to get you more milk. It's going to do all this stuff to make your life better. We all thought smartphones were not a thing that was going to be, a, you know, we all were going to have. And then all of a sudden we all had one. So what, what's going to happen is we're all going to have AI. And what smart, ethical tech people are saying about AI is that you are going to pay for the good one. You're going to pay for the one that protects you because when you pay for it, you are the thing that matters the most to that company. When you get something for free, the company doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> like when, when you get something for free, you're the product <laughs> like that. But it doesn't you, really seem like Twitter blue. I mean, do, do we really no. think Elon really cares about us? No. I, and again, there's varying degrees that you have to yeah. trust the right. You have to find the right CEO again. So, for, for example, the guy who launched Instagram sold it to Zuckerberg. He launched a company called Artifact, which I now use a ton. Big fan of Artifact. 
it is social media without the social part. It's just good, high quality, like media that has been approved as like non, they take disinformation off of it. And it's where I can consume anything I want from NFL football to college football to international news and politics and whatever. But it is, it's AI learning about what I care about, just the way Instagram's algorithm, it's the algorithm, but it's about nutritional content, right? Like that's what Artifact does. And it's because this particular individual who launched this company is very concerned with ethical tech, it, for, for technology to be ethical. And I know we're down a weird rabbit hole right now, but I like, for example, part of the reason I'm playing around with launching a Discord channel for all of the 440 networks and all of the shows, including Broadway Sports and F-Words and everybody else that's kind of affiliated with us, is that if people... People expect more if you're going to give a, charge a couple bucks. Stackingtheinbox.com is better content than you're going to get at the Tennessean because you're paying a couple of bucks for it. I think people are willing to pay for that privacy and that security and to get rid of the noise, get rid of the ads, get rid of the the misogyny and the racism, and 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 let's have a place. Oh, so far, I haven't seen one ad on Threads, by the way, which and is that's, really and nice. That's a great start. But like you said, like over time, what happens? Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, I, I know Discord's a little funky and a little wonky, but I think, uh, again, this is where I'm asking the audience. Like, at, you can get to me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Um, I, you know, it, let us know what you guys have found that works for you and your communities that you enjoy, and how can we better enhance our experience together? Because that's really what this is about. Like, I want a place to be able to bitch and moan about Mike Vrabel's fourth down decision during a Titans game with other people who have equally vested interest in what Mike Vrabel did on fourth down <laughs> and not have to deal with some random bot or some random porn bot or some random like racist who just wants to jump in and troll all of us. Like where can we actually do that together? Because we are all across the country. Titans fans are everywhere. You guys are all over the place. You know, we got some of you guys listening in Chattanooga. Some of you guys listening in Knoxville. Some of you guys are in Memphis. Some of you guys are here in Nashville. Like I, I just want us to be able to do that together. Where, where are we going to do that this fall? <laughs> Is, is, is sort of where I'm at um, because I do believe that people want more than just being yelled at. Like, I think we're, I, I don't know. I know it works in mainstream TV and media. And I know you and Mike talked about this on F words. Like I know it works to yell at people and to create debate. The reason Stillman is successful is because he does radio better than almost everybody else. Even if you hate him, that, that means he's won the battle and he's done his job. Um, I, you know, I think there's a place for us to, you know, have no no empty calories. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Our, our entire business is built on no empty calories. So I don't I don't know. Like, I think there's an audience for it. I think you guys want it. So tell us where we can come together. You know, outside of like real life places where we can go get together as well. You know. So and also for the people that are probably going to keep if you're still here and you're going to be one of those people that's <laughs> LOL nope just write LOL nope on a stick it note or sticky note post it note put it up on your uh, computer screen your phone in your wallet put it up on your car windshield because I'm I don't give a shit I literally do not give a flying fuck if you're going to put reply LOL nope it's not going to change my conviction and what I feel like I need to do to be to have better mind. Like I, I do not like Twitter anymore. And I've talked about it on the show and I talked about it on football and F words. It's just, it's just not for me anymore. And listen, if, if you are too proud to download threads for free and join a free social media site, more power to you. I don't care what you do. And it's at no expense to you that I start posting on threads more and more and <laughs> post information because to me, it's free to download the app, and you're just not wanting to do it because you're Elon's butt buddy. That's really where we're at at this point. Well, and I, I am, I, I'm not Elon's butt buddy uh, per se. Uh, I still think there's a like I, I'm, I'm just in a more patient approach to it all. I'm not an early early adapter. Uh, that's that's all I am. I I don't just now if you're going to be uh, unhelpful and just like. You, you like, honestly, if you're listening to this conversation still, you probably want to be involved in one of these communities with us. We would love for you to be that way. And to, and we want to hear what you have to say and interact with you more. So whatever that means, I, I want 440 to do that. I want us all to do that. I just don't know exactly what that is. I have a couple of ideas. 
about where it's going to go. And I think it's going to be really fun once we get it off the ground. But I, I just, you know, I, I'm open to all, all the audience. Otherwise we wouldn't be a community in the first place, you know? Yeah. So, um, but if you are going to just like laugh about shit and like not be productive, then, you know, <laughs> we can shoot you into the sun. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Um, but if you want to be helpful and help us create a community, then we want you in the, in the party, man. Like that's, that's what the whole point of this entire company is all about. And this entire exercise is let's be smarter, better, uh, more enjoyable football fans and watch our teams and enjoy football in a better way. That That's all this is. Okay. Um, I think that just about does it. Happy fourth, everybody. We'll be back on Monday again. Uh, otherwise, make sure you check out Stack in the Inbox, Sinkers Beverages, Kingston Group, Football and Other F-Words, all the other great shows across the 440 Network as well. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. He is Zach Lyons. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks.